Hey everyone, welcome back to part two of Kara Boyd's story. We pick up right where we left off Monday and the policy about having a baby aboard a ship while you're working as the cruise director. Take it away, Kara. So um, we worked it out within the policy is if you're an officer of my level, you could have your family on. So I could sign in family members, husband, children, and on my contract. So that's what I did. Um, and I also, because I was working and my husband was working, my first cousin was our nanny. So she sailed as the nanny. Oh, wow. In an emergency situation. I mean, as you guys know, you're working 24 seven um, around the clock. Now there's better, now I think the whole industry is more regulated, but back in those days, we were pretty much still doing a double shift a day. So, uh, but let me back up a little because when, we were trying to get pregnant and you know how your ship family is your ship family. My, a very dear friend, Teresa Bally, some of you may know. Oh yeah. yeah. He married Ozair. So Ozair yeah, and yeah. were on board and Teresa and I are both at the same age. And we're both like, we've like, our whole life has been cruising. We've married our husbands, but we we're both saying like, we want to start a family. So she knew I was trying. And I said to her, I confided in her one day. I said, I think I might be pregnant. And she's like, well, let's go get a test. I'm like, well, no, it's, it's embark day. It's busy. We like, I, I got things to do. Uh, at that time I was assistant cruise director. Um, so she said, no, we're going down to the ship's hospital. So we go down to the ship's hospital and the doctor gives me a test and he sits me down. He's like, you're pregnant. And I didn't really know me. Cause you know, they're like a third party. I, I actually didn't know the ship doctor that well at the point later on and different doctors I did but I think he thought like I was this young girl who wasn't married right he he told me in this weird way like okay brace yourself and I'm like I'm like um he goes I said that's amazing and he's like you're excited I said yes I said um my husband and I have been trying and yes we're excited about this news and it was just it was just kind of weird but and then of course it's embarkation day. So I have to run up to boat drill. Then I have sail away party. Then I have the welcome aboard show. And my husband and I, I'm not going to see him until midnight. But of course, Teresa knew that I was going to the ship's doctor. So she's like grabbing me and she's like, quick, 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 come in my room. She's like, oh, what happened? What happened? So of course, so I wind up telling my best friend, Teresa, that I'm pregnant before I tell my husband. I don't see my husband until midnight, like that night. When, or even later, because he was the band, he was working later, always starving after the gig, right? And the, I think anyone that works on shifts, you know, when those dining room yeah. clothes, you can't get any food. So I had the privilege of having room service. So I ordered him a tuna, tuna fish sandwich and French fries. And I just wrote a little note, dear daddy, enjoy your dinner, love baby boy. And I just left it on the end of the bed and I was asleep <laughs> and that's how he found out. <laughs> wow, that's a great story. <laughs> but it's like, but that's ship life, right? I yeah. think we've all had like these touching moments that you still got to do your thing, but you, you know, you make the holiday, you make the birthday. And for us, it was finding out we were having our, our first child. Awesome. That's so, fantastic. It sounds like Disney was ahead of the curve because, and I won't mention, there was certain companies that I know that if they found out you got pregnant, um, they would send you home. Um, they wouldn't let you keep working. That's that's changed now, but 
you know, going back 20 years, they, they would send people home. Um, there was this one girl who I guess hid her pregnancy the entire time and had the baby on board. Like, yeah, like she went into labor and the doctor on board. And, you know, there's no medical equipment really to take care of like, you know, uh, infants and, 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 and babies. Oh. Uh, but she, you know, hid as she was very small and she was able to hide it with those uniforms. The, the, she was a stewardess and they had the baggy, you know, tops. And so she hid it the whole, the whole time. And she had, yeah. she gave birth to a baby on board. Well, That's then, great. Uh, I wonder if that baby has like dual citizenship. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where the Born I wonder where the ship was. It's, it's the baby's name born. Both Liberian and yeah. Uh, well, yeah, actually, whatever. yeah, <laughs> Liberian or Bermuda or wherever the ship is registered. Yeah. That's 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 the nationality, right? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So our policy was that um, I could be because because I'm a communicator, so I wanted to make sure I did this right. So the policy was you could be up to twenty four weeks pregnant and then you had to get off the ship. And right. then technically in those days, like you, it was contract. So um, they just worked with me, HR worked with me. They said, we're just not gonna offer you your next contract until at that time, the, the infants were allowed to come on at three months. Now it's six right. months, or if you're doing a transatlantic a year. Yeah. So yeah. they just basically said, we're not gonna offer you, you go up to 24 weeks, we won't offer your contract until the baby's three months. And um, my husband continued to work on board. Uh, so in that way, in many ways, they were amazing and they were ahead of the curve. But yeah. I will be honest, it was never easy because a lot yeah. of people put me under the microscope. You know, Absolutely. they were like, I was the cruise director with the baby. So yeah. I always had to go above and beyond because God forbid something went wrong and they'd be like, well, you know, she has a baby, you know? So I, it, even having your husband on board, like, I feel like I always treated my husband, if he was here, he'd tell you his life was miserable because I was <laughs> the director and he was the musician. He had a different status, but because he was married to me, he was allowed in certain areas. And Disney is a lot stricter than Royal Caribbean oh, yeah, yeah. with crew members. So, but he was allowed in the officer's mess. And as a matter of fact, we would tag team the whole time. We had my daughter on board. You know, we had the nanny, but the, so a typical day would be me getting up, getting in the shower, telling the nanny, she was, she was technically in the musician cabin. So my husband and I would live in our cabin with All the right. baby and she would live in his cabin because he was, he was the um, show band leader. So he had his own cabin. Right. So we thought, well, this is great. Mary Jo will be in his cabin. We'll live as a happy little family in my cruise director cabin, which is a little spacious. So, but he was getting in at two in the morning. I was getting up with the baby at six and sometimes still feeding at three in the morning. And very soon we just sleep deprived each other. And I finally said to him, honey, I love you, but you need to go back to your musician cabin. <laughs> and so the girls moved into my cabin. He had his musician cabin, but I told him he had visiting rights. So <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like really, really difficult to do. I cannot imagine, you know, doing that. It, That's just... It's hard enough working on ships and then you working on ships with a baby. Yeah. My gosh, I can't, I can't, I, it's, it's boggles my mind. 
Yeah, yeah. and then just throw that cruise director thing in there, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Which you're always on. Yeah. So, but uh, so a typical day would I would get up. Mary Jo is my cousin, my first cousin, and we were like sisters. She would get the baby up. Well, Alana, I would get the baby up first at six, and you know, do feedings or whatever I needed to do. Then Mary Jo would take over. I would go into the office. And then Mary Jo would pretty much have the baby. Tim would wake up about noon, then he'd break her for lunch. Um, and then he'd spend some time with the baby. And then Mary Jo would come back. Then I would take my, you know, the afternoon nap that we all do on ships. Right. And so I would basically nap with the baby and have a little mommy time with her and then have to get up ready for, you know, my five o'clock announcement. And Tim would take the baby to the officer mess, have dinner with her, and then pass the baby back to Mary Jo, who would take her to the first show. And of course, being Disney, our first show was a Disney show. So her bedtime story was that 615 show. So it was either Beauty and the Beast or the Golden Mickeys or a Cinderella story. And she would get to see me on stage and she'd sit and she... By two, she knew every song, every word <laughs> of every show. And Tim would sometimes take do the first show with her. Then in between that first show, I would walk them back to the cabin, say goodnight, give her a kiss, and then I'd go off to do the second show. The nanny, this is one of my favorite stories, the nanny would go to bed with the baby, and then I'd do the second show, the theme night, come home at midnight, wake the nanny up well the nanny would be up she'd be putting her makeup on because she was going to the crew bar <laughs> <laughs> so then i would relieve her she would go to the crew bar and my husband for the most part would do his gig and wind up at the crew bar too so yeah. they would they, i would just be like just don't tell me what happens in the crew bar i don't want to know i really don't want to know so but that was the big joke i'd be like girl you can go out but remember I got tender in tomorrow at 6.30 or I'm in my office at 8. It's like every now right. and then I was in my office at 9. But Disney was pretty much an early, early. It wasn't like right. so, I know some other cruise directors come in at 10. That was never my life. So, but it was a, a lot of fun. And my daughter to this day, she just loves, like she has memories and she has such affinity for the Disney product and, and being on the ship. Um, and we, we do, we have lots of fun stories and Christmases and birthdays and just things we did as a family, like, like all of us, it becomes your family, but it was, it was different for me. And as a mom, um, I really wanted to make sure I wasn't ready to give up my career, but I wanted to be a mom. And I was just so fortunate that Disney let me do that. So it's that was amazing that you were able to work it out. And, but that, I mean, if you think of a job for a nanny, that was probably a pretty good gig, you know, considering most nannies, you know, where they're stuck or they're stuck in the house all day or they, you know, they can't really, I mean, being on a cruise ship, that's, that sounds like a pretty good job for the nanny, even though it was busy and she had to take care of the baby a lot, but that sounds pretty good. Uh, and my joke to her was, I was like, I want to be the nanny. Yeah, yeah. Like they're going to Castaway Cay. They're spending the day at the beach. Yeah. You know, she's up by the pool. And when Alana was learning to crawl, all she did was crawl up the ship stairs. And like mm -hmm. I would be going around doing my thing, and I'd see my daughter in the net. And and Mary Jo was so funny. She's like, "We're just crawling up the stairs again. You know, right. like we're spending hours <laughs> crawling up the stairs." But that's what they did. And anytime she heard my voice on the announcement, mm -hmm. she, I don't know. This is so funny. But a lot. She would go like this. 
like, put her head up, like, mama, you know, like this voice. And, and that was a joke, too. And then as she got older, she got a little wise. Like, she was a little spoiled because, of course, everyone knew her. So now yeah. she's three and four. And the princesses are stopping by our cabin. Like, Cinderella's like, oh, well, I just thought I'd come say hi to Alana. And, you know, and Alana's living in this world. And one time I was backstage and... um I think it was the blue fairy said to me, Oh, how's Alana? She's so cute. And I was like, Oh, tonight was tough. I just put her to bed and she was crying. She wanted me to stay, but I had to put the show on. So I literally had to run and I just feel horrible. And she said, well, maybe after my first entrance, the blue fairy will just go see her. So the next morning, Alana goes to me, mommy, blue fairy came and tucked me in last night. And it's just like, I'm like, what? That's did, fantastic. You can't get any better than that. That's I, I know. It was crazy. That's but then I will say one scary part, because and I started to think as a mom, like, maybe this is going to be disturbing to her later. Like, how does she adjust? Um, and I did get pregnant with my second when she was about four. So, and I decided at that time that I should get off ships and wanted to um, go shoreside, which I did. But if I had had, and no disrespect to the male gender, but if I had had, I think, a female leader saying to me, you know what, you can have two on board. We got you. You can do this. But I had it in my head. I couldn't do it, that it was too much. Um, and I also was thinking Alana needs to trans transition to like a regular social atmosphere before she went to kindergarten. And I, I really didn't want to take on homeschooling at that time. But um, so I'll never forget, we were we're transitioned now. Now I have my second baby. I have Alana. She's about five. And um, I did a short stint with Beaches and Sandals. I was their director of entertainment and we were flying to Jamaica to visit one of their resorts. Um, and I hear a scream. And I know, you know, you hear a scream. You're like, oh my God, that's my kid. And so I run to the, the current nanny at the time. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? She's like, I don't know how this happened, but I turned around and Alana's petting a mouse in the Miami airport. And I was like, oh. ah! so I pick her up. I run her into the bathroom. I'm scrubbing her hands. I'm like, Alana, why would you touch a mouse? Why would and she said, well, mommy, Cinderella? Our friends are mice. <laughs> I was like, okay, wait, this is there. There's something seriously wrong with it. Okay, we gotta start over now. Stranger days. On the ship, I was always like, you say hi to everyone. You're friendly to everyone. Every time you see the captain, you're friendly to the captain. I'm like, okay, we need to now. I need to teach her about the real world, you know. And we don't pet rodents. <laughs> 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 oh my god that's too funny be the title of this uh, of this uh, show don't pet the rodents don't pet the rodents <laughs> hey i gotta ask you real quick we've got to, we've got about two three minutes before we go and see if we can squeeze this in when i when when i when we first met on the majesty and and around that time you were known as kilo charlie yes what where did that come from i know i so, remember kilo charlie the red leader was ray uh-huh whips and chains was so we all had radio call names because back in those days you all had the radio and um so my ma my name at the time was Kara callahan kc 
the call names for Casey is Kilo Charlie. And that was, we did that with a lot of the staff members, but then a lot of them like Red Leader, I think is a Star Wars reference actually. If you look at one of the original Star Wars, Red Leader is one of the, um, the pilots. Um, and then um, there were a couple different ones, but uh, I got deemed Kilo Charlie by Ray and it just stuck. And then um, everyone just dropped, dropped Charlie and started calling me Kilo. And if you didn't know me, I, I like people would say, why do they call you Kilo? I'm like, I'm not a drug runner. I'm serious, <laughs> seriously, like it's not, it's just Kilo Charlie. And then it's just been my nickname. And even to this day, my Royal Caribbean friends will still like text me or write me and say, hey, Kilo, and, or hey, Kilo Charlie. And, it's, and uh, I was telling Scott earlier, it's- Cut that out. <laughs> that's not gonna be, that's not gonna be- <laughs> Well, and with- I won't tell you the- <laughs> gonna, Well, I mean, that, that, that doesn't really help that much. You know? I'll, I'll post this, uh, I'll, we'll post this, uh, this episode like, you know, four weeks later and you'll be like, you know, we'll see a Facebook post. Um, I, everything I, that I know has been- <laughs> <laughs> I thought I cut that out. <laughs> So well, um, hey, Kara. So we've got another one coming in right behind you. So, okay. um, man, that was that was awesome, and yeah. I okay. love the fact that it was uh, included different ships. We'll have to have you some uh, on uh, back again for some Royal Caribbean stories or Disney stories or the Canadian stories. And yeah, no, I would love to. This was fun for me too. Hey, I, it's my passion. I love the cruise industry. And um, I just hope, I think um, it's there for next generations. And I, I, I hope we're all going to recover from this and, and be back stronger than ever. Yeah, no, I think I'm definitely in the, the same boat there. I think things are, we'll get moving soon enough in the right direction. And you know, hopefully the recovery will be strong. I think it will. I think there's so many people that love cruising. My mom is already booked for two cruises next year. So we'll, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll, she'll be able to sail, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it'll come back and, and it's great to see you again. It's been a, a super long time. I, I remember, I, I mean, I saw you at the reunion. I think I sat at your table at the reunion with yeah. Julie. Yeah. We sat at yeah. the same table at the reunion. And I mean, obviously I hadn't seen you in a long time before that, but it's always good to see you. It's like, you know, it just brings back a lot of memories seeing you, especially when you're a stage manager and, you know, you would come up to the desk and you had to bring the uh, guest entertainers on to uh, uh, check, get them checked in. And, you know, I was working the front desk at that time, or I checked them in from the back office or something like that. So, right. you know, I just have fond memories of those, th those days. One of my favorite photos of all are when you came on, uh, uh, when you, I think it was your first production manager that Jan uh, put you through and you were doing Imaginique and we did a big group photo. You know, you had your ponytail and the hat and everything and we're dressed in the blacks and stuff, but just the goofy photo of the Imaginique cast in front of the, that blue glittery. Yes. Sprayed I, saw on that. I have that picture. Glass. Yeah. That's why I wore black, a tribute to the black shirts, Scott. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I still have my black shirts with the, with the red anchor. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. A couple of them anyway. No, I'll, have to, I'll have to wear one. Eric, on, it's on one great to see you and Brad, so good to connect with you as well. 
uh, this has been a joy. So thanks so much. I, I'd love to be back and tell more stories. Oh, you'll definitely be back. Yes, well, we <laughs> definitely. Will, we'll definitely have you back because I, I think uh, we've only touched the tip of the iceberg with, with <laughs> uh, Tim. You'll have to have Tim on here. Oh, yeah. That's a, yeah. some of his stories too. Honestly, the first time we met is a really great story, but I'd rather him be here for that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have you both Sounds on to great. share that story. That'd be great. That'd Maybe be great. We'll have like one night. We'll have you him on first, and then you on second, so you can correct all of his. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's what happens. Absolutely. That's funny. Okay. Well, have a great second show. Thanks so much, guys, for including me. Thank you, Kara. Thank Good to you. See you. Take care. Great to see you. Bye bye. Ciao. it's always great i mean it's it's you know it's just so nice to see her again and that was really good yeah and, and she's just you know again that chatty person really easy to talk to you know exactly the way i remembered her hey everyone the ship is about to set sail which brings us to an end for today we hope that you enjoy the podcast for bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video please visit our youtube channel my Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you'd like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!